0: We'll mm-hmm.
1: Everybody and welcome to Race Time Radio. Hey, how about it? We got NASCAR back on the track, and uh, how about that? The uh, winter season getting a little bit shorter now that we got some racing back on the speedway. Welcome everybody, and thanks so much for tuning in tonight to Race Time Radio. All live here on Sirius XM channel one sixty seven Canada Talks. I'm Joe Chisholm, along with Joe Chisholm Jr. right here in the studio, with one eye here and one eye on that tube, Jr. <laughs> hey,
2: how about this? We got NASCAR back on track. It's the Bush Clash, baby. It's uh, it's pretty cool. It's uh, um, man, the event. Uh, there's so much to be said about what we've watched this weekend. Uh, like what NASCAR has done, what the teams have done, uh, you know, just what the entire sport has done. Um, pretty cool to, uh, to watch everything come together. Obviously we love Daytona. We, we would love (laughs) to watch the Bush clash at Daytona, uh, equally to any other racetrack. But, uh, um, man, if you would ask me in 2005, if NASCAR was going to be racing in a football stadium, I'd say you're crazy. Uh, what a cool venue, right? The L.A.
1: Coliseum. Man, I'll tell you what. I, I never, in my wildest dreams, ever dreamt anything like this was possible. Um, but if you know anything about NASCAR, you know that the impossible is still possible. Uh, if uh, these guys can dream it up, man, uh, they, 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 they make it happen. And uh, it's just a cool venue. Uh, Starting with practice yesterday. Man, oh, man. Uh, I I couldn't believe it. This was my first uh, real sit-down look at the new car to see how everything was uh, going together. And uh, I know you've been saying it since uh, you were following along all the way through. I purposely didn't do that. Yep. I wanted to see it under practice conditions. I wanted to see it uh, before we go race. And, man, oh, man, uh, what, what a pleasant surprise, to say the least. I think NASCAR has got a brand new fan base coming up
2: starting in 2022 starting with uh, this weekend. Yeah, it's I mean the 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 car itself um racing on on this short track at uh, at at the LA Coliseum. Um really yeah I mean, you could put a big motor in a street stock, or you could put a small motor in a super late model, or you could put a mediocre motor in a mediocre car and kind of do the same thing, right? I mean, speed-wise, we're not necessarily seeing something that is radically different um, you know, that the sport has never seen before uh, on a quarter-mile racetrack. I think where we're going to see the differential is obviously when we get to Daytona, but another place where really it doesn't really matter the package as long as everybody's the same they're going to draft they're going to you know race side by side where the differential is going to be for me is when they get to the mile and a half when they get to the one mile racetrack of phoenix when they get to the one and a half mile of las vegas when they get to the two mile racetrack of auto club speedway and then as well when they get to the road courses i think that uh you know what we're seeing at the at the you could put twenty four super late models on that racetrack. You could put twenty four Arca cars. You could put twenty four street stocks on that racetrack. The race would be very similar. It's a tight racetrack. They need to stand on the brakes. They need to turn the car. And they need to get on the throttle. And they need to get down the straightaway. Oh yeah, simple dynamics. Eas- easier said than done, obviously. Um, but uh, you know what we're seeing out of the new car, um, the the braking package. You know the the actual car itself. You know the the rims, the 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 aesthetics, everything is pleasing to me. So I, I do like the look of everything so far. Um, I can't rate the new car based or or versus the old car at this type of a venue, you know, on this racetrack. Right. Um, right. But that being said, um, I think that so far NASCAR gets a scorecard of A plus. On venue, on car, on aesthetics, on all of the things that matter uh, to the fan base, and competition. Rick Ware went to Victory Lane today. Rick Ware Racing went to Victory Lane today in the last chance qualifier to qualify into the Bush Clash. Um, last year, that was not possible. Right. Whether it be on Daytona, whether it be on 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 Bristol or Martinsville, under last year's rules package, that was impossible. Um, colleague Racing, first time out, goes to victory lane in the heat race, qualifies indirectly. Um, both cars that they bring to the racetrack qualify into the Bush Clash. Um, you know, for a new team, that doesn't happen last year. Right. right, um, right. You know, it's uh, it's very interesting, though, to see the parity. Uh, it's very interesting to see the um, new blood in the sport, right? You've got GMS. You've got, um, you know, new owners from uh, on the track house side. You know it's a multi-car team now. Um, you know with a with a huge operation <laughs> underneath the, mm-hmm. underneath it. Yep. And uh, you, you know you, you look at the the big behemoths of the of this sport. Um, Brad Keselowski didn't qualify to race today it, with the with the Roche <laughs> with the Roche Fenway How crazy is that? Exactly. And didn't wreck out. He just didn't qualify. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know same deal with the, with guys like Alex Bowman and Kurt Busch and uh, the the. The list goes on and on of of who didn't qualify for the show. But, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, over the course of the winter, them talking about everything that was supposed to happen in 2021, I think it was a blessing in disguise that it didn't happen in 2021 because they've made a lot of the adjustments. They've they've Perfected identified it. identified the things that were going to fail. Now we're still seeing some mechanical failures in this race. You know, right. So far we're only a little a little ways in, and there's been a couple of transaxles fail. There's been a power steering failure uh, on Denny Hamlin's car. As the race progresses, we're going to see more of that stuff come to the light. And it, you know, as we go through the season, we're going to see more of that. I think back to when they went w- when they went to uh, fuel injection. There was like nine cars drop out of the first race with fuel oh, injection yeah. Yeah, yeah. because they they didn't realize that you, you, once you shut it off, you needed to recycle it and, and cycle it through. So they couldn't figure that out on the fly. They diagnosed it after and figured it out. So, um, you know, it, it, there's bugs to work out. I give a tip of the hat to Steve Phelps. Did you read the the letter that that he sent out to the entire base? It was no. basically no, an open letter. Um, he sent it out today, uh, this morning. Uh, basically, just saying thank you to the fans. Number one, telling the fans what to watch out for. Right, and 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 you know, basically stating all of the, the steps that NASCAR has taken over the offseason, to appeal to them, to right. appeal to the fan base. Right. And that's why they did all that's of That's why this. they are doing yeah, yeah. all of it. It's, it's for the health of the sport. It's for, for the, the excitement. Fans. It's for you know the, the uh, health of the ownership side of things, on the financial side. Um, there's there 's a number of boxes that they had to cross off and fix and and uh, this is a step in that direction and I think that they 've definitely done a good job and and uh, tip of the hat because it 's something new that you have not seen out of NASCAR or out of you know the the past fifty years that i 've seen you know nascar racing
1: well they 've done all kinds of adjustments over the years and uh that, th- this one here though junior i from the limited stuff that we 've seen so far. I believe they have got uh, the right recipe, I'll tell you right now. Uh, from what I've seen so far, uh, they've got they they've made a believer out of me, yep. and uh, that that's tough to do at times. Uh, they've definitely made a believer out of me. Let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. We've got lots to talk about. We've got two hours to get her all done, and uh, we're, I'm excited for the guest lineup we got. Uh, coming up right off the hop here, uh, about 10, 15 minutes or so, uh, Jacob Dykstra. You'll remember Jacob back in the fall uh, up here in Canada. He is the action sprint car uh, champion for 2021. Uh, young Jacob Dykstra is uh, he's down south. Actually, he's down in Florida. Uh, took his sprint car down there, and uh, they're, they're twisting laps, man. They're doing some racing. And uh, we're going to catch up with Jacob here tonight on the show. I know there was some talk uh, after he won the championship up here. Uh, his goal was to get down to Florida and kick the season off. But uh, with the pandemic and all that was happening, uh, Jacob still goes to school. And uh, But by the sounds of it, early on here, uh, it, it, it was going to really create chaos for him. And just about threatened that he couldn't even go. Uh, without destroying a full year in school. Uh, It it must have all worked out because Jacob is down there. He's going to join us on the hotline here shortly, and uh, we're going to talk to him about all the above, get the plans all sort of laid out for what the champs got in store for 2022, and we'll find out how Florida is treating them so far. Uh, Lots of dirt racing to do down there and things all firing up at Volusia County Speedway uh, along with the other racetracks down there. And uh, we're going to catch up with Jacob tonight. We'll also, in our number one, catch up with uh, Tony Stevens. Uh, You may remember Tony joining. uh, We get Tony on the show a couple of times throughout the course of the year. He is Pit Row TV. Uh, They do an awesome job streaming uh, all the cars tour stuff. Uh, They get to a lot of racetracks, Junior. Tony Stevens, you know Tony. You've uh, been been up, uh, you've met Tony,
2: haven't you? you? Sort of, yeah. You I haven't I've been on the track with him. I know I've talked to him lots, um, but uh, no, I've never, never actually met him face to face. But um, we've definitely talked to him on the show lots, and I've dealt with him uh, with a few different ventures. With, well, uh, you were not uh, one Rack time Hunter for like a
1: um, uh, for a car steward car.
2: Yep, uh, that
1: they were actually. Well, I never met him that night. He,
2: he was he was across the way. I was in the spotter ah, stand. But gotcha. Uh, but uh, yeah, he he was uh, he was calling the race. What track was that? Orange County. Yeah, it, it was, was Orange, Orange County. Co- yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was a Cars Tour race. And, and uh, yeah, so I've been at the racetrack when he's calling it. I've watched his broadcast. I've, I've definitely, uh, you know, I, I would I would call him a buddy just uh, uh, through the sport. But, uh, um, yeah, just an ambassador for the sport all in all. He's, uh, you know, it, they've been doing amazing things. Him and oh, Lenny Baticki yeah. and his whole team, um, Jacqueline Drake and, uh, everybody involved with that cars tour deal, everything that is involved with the legends car program that they've got going on. Um, and then as well, some of the invitational races and, and special events that they do, you know, the motor mountain masters at, uh, at Jennerstown and, um, you know, a handful of the other races that they do, um, you know, from, from late model stock and, and as well, super late models, um, they do a tremendous amount, uh, for the sport and, and, uh, uh, they've got a wicked platform there tied in with Speed SpeedSport. Um, of course, uh, you know, we see them on, on Rev TV. We see them on, on Mav TV as well, uh, rebroadcasts of those uh, of those shows. And, and uh, you know, they've got a, a great uh, subscriber base, but then they also have a, a wicked pay-per-view program for when it is a special event. And then they also have free views, right? The Motor Mountain Masters is a free view, Right, um, right. You can, it, it is a sponsored event, and and uh, uh, you know you can you can log on and watch the Motor Mountain Masters live. And I believe that that is on again. Uh, we'll ask Tony um, for for twenty twenty three or twenty twenty two rather, um, and uh, into twenty twenty three as well. Um, with uh, an announcement of an extension on the purse and a bunch of other stuff uh, from the Billy Rebar and his team at Jennerstown. So, um, yeah, lots to talk to Tony about. Uh, they're, they're probably down in Florida by now. Well, um, oh, they are. They are. They've been busy. They were on track this weekend. Uh,
1: they've got lots to announce. And I thought, hey, when, when I seen the release here just the other day, I thought, time to get Tony Stevens back on this show. I believe Tim Terry is even down down there hanging out with them. They'll be getting ready to do all the legend car stuff at Citrus County Speedway. And we'll get the lowdown tonight with Tony Stevens on the show here in hour number one. Then in hour number two, uh, we're going to get off to Canada's West Coast. We're going to go out to BC. Of course, the big announcement Trevor Seabird had for us a couple of weeks ago. The uh, Western Rattler 300 is going to kick the season off up here in Canada. Big race just announced a couple weeks ago. Uh, it will go at Penticton Speedway. It's a 300 lap race. It's going to be a whole event weekend. April 29th and 30th. Uh, it's going to be huge. And uh, with that announcement, uh, sure enough, uh, I thought, man, i got to start checking around, see who is all thinking ahead into the event and trying to get some of those drivers on here in preview. How about Brandon Carlson? He is going to be a driver of the 14 from out there. Uh, Brandon Carlson is a 200 winner. I believe he finished second this year uh, to Rory Smith in the 200 out there in Victoria. Um, But you know Brandon is uh, gearing up, and we're going to check in with him tonight, find out what the plans are. Uh, He does some racing uh, not only up here in Canada, but he uh, tries to get across the border too when it's available to be, uh, you know, to to go across and get in get into some of those races. Uh, Brandon Carlson, one of those staples, uh, veteran driver, and look forward to catching up with him in hour number two. We'll talk Newsom Smyrna Speedway tonight. Things all getting ready to go, Junior. A week from now, everything will have had uh, what? It'll be night number three. Or night number two, I guess, at New Smyrna Speedway World Series of Asphalt Stock Car Racing. Having a look at uh, it'll be night number uh, three. Yeah, well, Friday night Friday, Friday night, Friday Saturday. Saturday yeah, you are right. We yeah, night number three, yep. and just ahead of uh, uh, the big ARCA race that will probably take place on the Monday night. Absolutely, yep. yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll we'll talk about all the above uh, over the course of the night, and then of course uh, we got the uh, the clash still running. Uh, down in uh, L.A. We'll try and keep you up to date on that over the course of uh, the next two hours as well. And, Junior, we even got a little bit of time tonight. Maybe we can open the phone lines up and get some calls in here, get your opinion on how you like the clash, what you think of the new NASCAR stuff. Uh, We can do that in our number two. Sound like a good plan or what? Sounds like a plan. Absolutely. Uh, What we'll do then, we'll hit this first break, and uh, when we come back... We'll get that sprint car. Uh, we'll get that Jacob Dykstra on the hotline, and we'll find out how things are rolling down in Florida for him. And uh, we'll do that next, right here on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM Channel 167. We'll be back in just a moment with Jacob. Stay with us.
3: Hi, race fans. I'm Al Baki from the Saskatoon Stock Car Racing Association. You're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast to coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. Racetime Radio is brought to you
1: by RPM Race Parts. Order today, race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at
3: DawsonDental.ca
4: Race Time Radio to go. Streaming live or on demand at racetimeradio.com.
5: Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, You can count on Napa know-how.
1: Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Cold temperatures mean we light fires to warm up or cook on, sometimes even to survive. Quick, quick fire starters are a must in your kit. In your sled, ATV, or vehicle, Quickwick just may save your life if you get stranded this winter. Enjoy the winter. We're Canadian, and so is Quickwick. They're available online. Go to quickWick.com and they ship to your door. Quickwick fire starters—they work.
3: Got Otezalua. He gets turned into the outside wall. Holy cow!
6: The thrill of the race. Definitely sliding into it out of control. Unbelievable how quickly things can change in racing. You just never know how it's going to play out. In Insider way. access to the drivers. We'll roll with it. we we'll are enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies
1: as we can. It! All right, let's go finish
6: this thing, baby. the new normal. Better oh. figure it out. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Thank
4: you. You are the man. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. Sirius XM 167. Now, here's Joe.
1: And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight. We got lots for you. And what do you say we get to the hotline and welcome in our first guest uh, of tonight's show. Uh, He comes to us from the state of Florida. Uh, He is a Canadian resident and a champion in the Action Sprint Tour for 2021. Uh, He's getting a season fired off down there in the state of Florida. We have driver of the number five. We got Jacob Dykstra with us. What's going on, Jacob? How you doing, man? Uh, Jacob? (laughs) Jacob, have I got you there? Tell you what, I'll go over to this line, and then I'll have Jacob, right?
2: Jacob Dykstra?
1: I haven't got Jacob there, and I haven't got Jacob there. So... I will uh, just... You got uh, fooled, I is what well, happened. You know what? I could have. I could have. Uh, I know Sue will reestablish connection there. Are you on the phone line there? Ah, look at you go. You know what? That could have That could have done it. it we will see, though. Uh, a little technical difficulty. A little bit of a technical difficulty. Could have or... been. Could have been. We will see how things work out. But Jacob's got that five-car old... Uh, Juiced up, they've been down in Florida. I'm excited to find out how things have been coming along for the five car. Of course, uh, Jacob's dad uh, is uh, one of those crafty veterans. You see him out of Suik and Speedway. Uh, Dave Dykstra uh, in that five, multi- multiple champion. Um, he's done it. Been there, done that. Now Jacob is the guy uh, behind the wheel, and they're going to uh, They're – he's got a long, long career ahead of him uh this, this this kid's gonna do a lot let's get to the hotline then we'll try it again do we got you over here jacob how you doing
0: i'm doing okay how are you
1: there you go i got you wired up now i could have been on the cord and wiped you out buddy <laughs> <laughs> how are things going down in the state of florida you enjoying yourself down there what's been going on
0: uh it's been really fun no masks around here so it's uh a lot differently and it's a lot hotter than it is back home there's
2: no snow here. That's for sure. <laughs> well, that's Jacob, always a good
1: thing. The plan. I know we had John right after you won the championship in the Action Sprint Tour, and uh, you said back then uh, in the fall, you said, "Here, here's the plan. I wanted to be a champion in what I'm doing, and then I want to kick my season off in Florida." And lo and behold, look at this. Everything that you said back then, you're doing today. Uh, what was it like getting the five car ready to go for Florida?
0: Uh, I was definitely. A lot harder um, than we expected it to be. Uh, You've got to be a lot more prepared than we expected, and uh, you have to have everything right if you want to come down here and compete with uh, these guys. These guys are one of the best 360 drivers around. So we just wanted to make sure our stuff was 100% and uh, our crew guys were up to the task and make sure I was too. Um, it it takes, takes everything out of everyone.
1: Well, nothing like learning, uh, the, the right way. And my friend, you were doing it. Uh, so, uh, when did you roll into Florida? What track are you at? I know, uh, I kind of figured you were at Volusia County Speedway. Didn't know if they were firing off yet. Uh, but tell us, whereabouts are you? When did you roll in and whereabouts, uh, where, where are you planning on running this week? Uh,
0: well, we, uh, we left, uh, Ontario on the first day after school on, uh, the Tuesday. Um, we had school Tuesday night, and then we rolled out, and we had practice on Thursday down here. Um, it was really good. We were at Hendry, County Speedway, and it's a lot different. We're racing. It feels like we're racing on the beach. It's fun, and it's a lot different. It's hard to hard to set your cars up, and we got a new shock, shock package this year. And uh, Drew been helping us out quite a bit, and uh, but it's just totally different when you come down here. And, uh, but we're at Hendry right now. We just finished up a two day, two day event, uh, Friday, Saturday. And now we're just doing maintenance on the cars. And, and we're going to probably go to Volusia just to watch a couple races and talk to a couple guys and just kind of walk around and learn some things. And then we're off to Needmore in Georgia for, uh, Friday, Saturday. And then we go to East Bay the next weekend.
2: So you go from the beaches of Florida to the red clay of Georgia, and then back to East Bay, which is kind of like a muddy track, right? It's, uh, you, you're going to hit some, you're going to hit some very, very different uh, uh, racing surfaces uh, across your time there. Obviously, you're gonna you're gonna sit in the grandstands at Volusia and chomp at the bit and wish you were on the racetrack. Uh, but uh, it'll be definitely cool to uh, to catch up and and take a look at. Obviously, talking dirt. Um, you know, it seems like every dirt guy we have on the show, we we talk about this, but it's because it's interesting. Um, uh, when you talk about the different surfaces, obviously coming off of the, the tracks here in Ontario, um, every track here in Ontario is relatively different as well. Uh, but but also have similarities with the weather conditions, you know, how, how the track changes over the course of the night and how they prepare the tracks. Um, when you... Make the trip all the way down to Florida, um, and and the the track is is dramatically different with with different dirt uh, down on the surface. Um, what was the biggest learning curve on those two nights, and and what are you uh, what are you looking forward to uh, over the next uh, over the next few stops? Uh,
0: mostly just because we went to a new new shock package and we didn't really know where to start off and where. Where our happy medium was with our other shocks that we had last year, uh, we had a we had a pretty dialed in last year with what our package we had, and um, we moved to a different thing. And down here at Hendry was a lot different because uh, it was sandy. We didn't really know gear rolling. Um, it was literally like we rolled up to the beaches and just started racing. Like it was, it looked like it was fast, and then you there and there was no grip. So it was really hard to set the race car up um but first night we got pretty good car was felt amazing the first night we were able to uh finish second in the heat race and then second in the dash and then finish second right behind uh Davy franick um and that was one of our biggest accomplishments probably of my career my 360 uh best finish we've ever had was fourth with the guys back home and then come all the way up here with probably the best 360 drivers in the world it's uh it it was a really, really big, big accomplishment for us. And then Saturday, uh, Saturday night was a little different. We missed a little bit in the heat race and, uh, raced neck and neck for the lead with Mark Smith and, uh, lost the, the dash out by one spot and then the feature was just, it took rubber and it, there was no passing. So, um, so we finished ninth there, but this is all just a learning curve for us. We've never, we've never really traveled outside of Canada to go racing. I know my dad's done it a little bit, and, you know, he's pretty smart with what he does, and this is just all a curve for all of us.
2: What's the car count look like down there at Hendry, and, and what are you anticipating on seeing uh, at East Bay and, and up in Georgia?
0: Um, at Hendry, I think there was 26 cars. Nice. Um, and then Georgia will probably be about the same, and then when we go to East Bay, there will probably be quite a bit more cars. We'll probably have a D-Main. Uh, because some of the four ten guys will bring a three sixty, and they'll race the three nights after Absolutely. the All Stars are there. I know they did that a couple years back when I went and crewed for uh, Pete Richardson. They had a couple four ten guys move down to three sixty just because they were there.
2: I I know that you are are taking. Uh, You know, your car from from up north, you know, a a lot of times on the late model side, some guys build a car specifically to go down uh, on the asphalt side. And and then some guys like Cole Butcher and and his brother, Jared, will rent a car that's down there right in in different divisions. The 360 Sprint car, um, you know, if if you have a 360 that is competitive for the win at Ush how much do you need to do, uh, you know, to make that thing competitive at East Bay? For instance or or what is the what is the difference is, is there is there any differences in the rules is it is it exactly the same or or are there just subtle differences just for setup
0: uh pretty much it, it they follow the rules it's like the three sixty class is a lot different than when we were running crate um, uh, the ruling is all pretty similar um there's no big changes like the only thing you really got to change is gearing. Yep. and stuff like that, and and tires obviously they have a harder compound when we come down here. Okay, uh, so we run an RD12, and down here we run like a, a medium medium tire. So it's a little harder tires, um, but other than that, everything else is the same.
1: So it's not like bringing a knife to a gunfight. You know what you're getting into when you get down there, uh, and it's uh, that you don't know, nothing will show you what the bar is like. Uh, like going down there and competing against some of the guys that you know that you've looked up to, that your dad has raced against, and uh, that that that's kind of cool stuff. Uh, so you have two nights in. Uh, whereabouts are you guys staying down there, Jacob?
0: Right now, we're me and my uh, my crew chief. We're staying in the trailer. We got a little bit of living quarters up front in the trailer, so we're staying here. We're at a, a Walmart right now doing maintenance. Um, and my, my dad and their truck driver, Chris, and my grandpa, they're right back at a hotel. Um, but me and my crew chief, he's actually my cousin, Seth. He'll be racing crate this year. Also down at, uh, Hummerstone and Maryville and Ashwegan and stuff like that. But he's down here with us and we're just kind of hanging out at Walmart and he's going to do maintenance tonight when it's cold and when it's cold down a little bit, so we're not doing it through the day and then we can, tomorrow we'll go to the beaches or something. And, Have a good time, and then we'll go to
2: Volusia. Talk about bringing back memories as a kid. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think back to when you and, like, you and Mom and I went to Daytona. Right. Right. I was, what? Probably nine years old, ten years old, something oh, like that. Younger than that. It's and like, uh, yeah. you know, it's we we would stay in Deland, and uh, and and you know, Ormond Beach. Orman Beach. We yep. would stay there, time, you know, a couple there. times. But like, there was always a sprint car or two or five, <laughs> you know, or 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 a couple <laughs> modifieds in a sprint car. Uh, but there was always dirt cars in the parking lot. And and you know if it wasn't in your parking lot of the hotel, it was in the parking lot across the road at the Kmart or at the Walmart or or you know uh, one of the one of the parking lots nearby. You could usually see a dirt car, uh, stripped down and cleaned uh, or getting cleaned um, and and getting worked on, getting the maintenance done uh, in a parking lot. And you know I think back to just recently being down in 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 Florida. It's it was it's always that way during speed weeks. Um, but, uh, but definitely probably pretty cool. Um, lots of fans come over if you're, if you're in the Walmart parking lot, I'd imagine lots of fans and, and just pa- passers by would stop and, and, uh, and say hello to you guys. Yeah.
0: Sometimes we'll have a couple of people come over, a couple of kids come over and want pictures and stuff like that, but we're not really that close to the racetrack because the Henry's kind of, it's weird. It's like in the middle of nowhere off, off the highway. Um, so you got to drive 20 minutes each way just to figure out a spot to, to park or even further than that. So there's not really a lot of people that are, and it's just right off the highway, right? So not a lot of people are coming in and out. Uh, but we did have a couple people, a couple little kids want to come over, sit in the car, and just take some pictures, and you like that kind of stuff, right? It's always nice to get the kids looking at race cars because nowadays it's hard to even get kids in race cars. So... It's always nice to show kids what uh, what they can do.
1: We're with uh, Jacob Dykstra. He is uh, driver of the number five 360 sprint car uh, down in Florida. He is uh, a champion up here, uh, championed in 2021 in the action sprint tour up here. Uh, said he was going to go down to Florida and kick his season off. And uh, by golly, look at that. He is down in Florida uh, making all those things happen that uh, Jacob sort of laid out for us. Uh, back in the fall. Jacob, got to ask you, I know you and I were texting back and forth uh, before Christmas and uh, with COVID and all the crap that's going on up here in Canada, uh, it was kind of looking like it was going to be a no-go for you to go south. I know you had the drive, you had everything you needed, uh, but it was kind of looking like it wasn't going to happen. And if it did, it was potentially going to cost you uh, just about a full year in school uh, which, you know, which would be, uh, a shame if that was to happen. It would, uh, probably, uh, make it where you wouldn't want to go do that and jeopardize uh, another full year of school. Uh, obviously things must have worked out. Uh, tell us the situation. Is it, is it all good to go? Did the school finally see things the way they were supposed to? Um, sort of. We,
0: uh, we kind of worked around. Uh, the schedule of racing and realized we had about three weeks where I was just in kind of reading practice and we weren't really doing labs or anything. Um, so we were able to step out for a couple weeks and I was still, I'm still doing homework on the road. Uh, still trying to hand in all my stuff and keep up to date with everything. So when I get back, I'm not going to be too far behind. Um, but we will be missing a couple races, um, after East Bay. I got to get back. I have exams to do. So, um, that was the only the only thing was to only come down for a couple of weeks and then that was it. Um but we just wanted to come down here and kinda start our season off with uh with some really good competition and get get the blood flowing and kinda knock off all the cobwebs before we come down and start ring in Canada again.
1: Yeah, good stuff, and that's what you wanted to do. Now, uh, any other Canadian teams uh, down there with you? Like, maybe not necessarily from Ontario, but is there any other Canadians from across the country that you've bumped into uh, while racing at Henry?
0: Well, Glenn Stars is down here, and they got uh, Braden Cooley down from Australia racing. Um, but so we're, we're kind of parking with them because it's just us two that have come down uh, across the border. Uh, Kevin Lovey's and all them, so we're just kind of hanging out with them and I think those are the only two and Liam Martin also he races he races 360 with us and also used to race Crate with us also um, and Dan Anacoke, the Nanacoke, uh team, but other than that those are the only Canadians that really came
1: on the dirt side, I know we got some guys heading down on the asphalt, the New Smyrna Speedway. Uh, Jacob, tell me what is going to be success at the end of this uh, the the the, the, fl- the Florida tour, call it uh, at when you're done and you come back up here uh, and you and Dave and the rest of the crew sit down. What are you going to look at as uh, as calling it a successful speed weeks for you?
0: Um, well, we came down here. with with thinking we can make a feature and finish in the top 20 or the top 15. And uh, the first night we came out here and uh, finished in the second, and it blew all of us away. So our expectations have now uh, um, gained a lot because of that first night. And uh, um, we're hopefully, if uh, everything kind of goes good and we don't tear anything up, we're hoping to get a win before we come home. And a uh, couple, couple podiums—that's for
1: sure. How cool would that be, right? To be, uh, to be down there and uh, get, get the sweet taste of success uh, would be just what the doctor ordered uh, for you guys down there. Your dad, Dave Dykstra, of course, accomplished veteran sprint car driver up here. Uh, he's probably got experience uh, at some of those tracks down there. Has he been to East Bay? Uh, are you going to be able to lean on dear old dad for any tips and pointers when you get to East Bay or when you roll into Georgia? Has he got any experience at those tracks?
0: Um, no. Uh, my dad has never came down this far racing. Uh, we came down just to watch and crew for our buddy Pete uh, Richardson. Um, but other than that, we have no experience down there, uh, down here, and it's it's all just new to us. And my dad has a lot of knowledge, and he could he could figure out like anything, he, anything he's put against. And uh, I lean on him with everything I got. And, um, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be down here. Also, so um, I trust him, and as our team's pretty good, and we all work together, and I think we can we can dominate that at any track we go to. How
1: about sponsorship-wise? It would have uh, been quite a Quite an expensive tour to get down there and do what you guys are doing. Support wise on that five car, who do you got?
0: Uh, we got AZX Lighting. They kind of did a bunch of work on our truck. Um, kind of got it ready to go before uh, we left to go to Florida. And then we have uh, Maverick Real Estate. Uh, she's a really good friend of my dad. She's helped us out for almost my entire career. She's been with us. Um, and then we have Cash for Oils. So they uh, gave us all of our oil for this trip, kind of made it a little bit easier that way. And then we have, uh, Southern, uh, Niagara Speed Shop. They bought us a couple tires. Um, that helps out a lot, right? Tires down here is $380 American, so it definitely gets pricey, especially when these tracks start taking rubber and eating up tires. Um, and then we have Runway Energy. They gave us our fuel for coming down here. Uh, we have some plastic linens. They helped us out quite a bit. And 24-7 water. Uh, they did quite a bit also. And then Dow Auto Supplies, uh, Westside Automotive. Tim vonker uh, Reese's Tools, they kind of helped us out with a couple of toolboxes this year just to kind of in some tools just to get us rolling. Um, definitely uh, definitely wouldn't be uh, here without any of them, that's for sure.
1: Uh, that sounds like you're well-supported, and that's, uh, that, that's well-deserved, too. You've earned it, kiddo. Uh, have you been keeping one eye sort of on the stuff that's transpiring in the world of NASCAR uh, out in L.A. at the Coliseum, have you guys been able to... Uh, Uh, Have a look over the fence and see what's happening uh, in NASCAR. Have you seen the new car, and what do you think?
0: Uh, We're not really uh, too into NASCAR, that's for sure. Uh, We like to keep our focus more on dirt than anything. Um, Yeah, we just, me and my dad, we've always kind of watched the Daytona 500 when we were kids, and then we kind of just grew out of it and just kind of stuck with dirt because we were also looking into getting into some asphalt stuff, and uh, we just kind of just said we stick with dirt or go with asphalt, and we just went with dirt. And I find asphalt racing a little boring, and I can't sit there for two hours and just watch cars go around in circle. Uh, I'd rather be done in ten minutes. Um, so that, that's where we are, but uh, it's always fun to watch. Like, I've watched a couple races, and i talked to a couple NASCAR drivers. Like, I've talked to Kyle Larson a couple times, and he's. Uh, it's pretty cool to talk to some of those guys, but it uh, definitely is not interesting, in my opinion.
1: Well, there's nothing wrong with that. You're focused, and that's what you need to be uh, when you're going to go out there and try and win sprint car races uh, like you're doing. So, hey, good luck the rest of the way. Uh, how can fans up here uh, stay up with you while you're down there? Uh, social media-wise, what do you got happening, and where can we point fans so that they can follow your progression? Uh,
0: we got a Dykstra Racing page on Facebook. Um, there is two of them out there. One got hacked. Um, so there is, it's, uh, Dykstra Racing on Facebook, and then we also have, uh, Dykstra underscore racing on Instagram, or, uh, I'll be posting stuff on my Instagram, my personal Instagram on stories and stuff like that, just kind of keep everyone posted, uh, Instagram just take a Dykstra, um, but I like to keep everything posted on Facebook, Instagram, uh, my dad will also be posting stuff on Dave Dykstra, and then my crew guy, Seth Roy, will always still be posting stuff and sharing stuff, and if you want, you can look up, uh, uscs racing on facebook they post all live videos you can actually watch the races live also
1: yeah gotta love it jacob good luck the rest of the way enjoy it go out there get some success have success and uh we're we're all proud of you up here in canada man and good luck i know we'll catch up with you when you get back up here and we'll
2: uh, have a look in the rearview mirror and see how everything
1: worked out sound good
0: Awesome! I look forward to it.
2: That was an asphalt term, by the way. You don't, you don't, you don't have a mirror. We know that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's all right, Jacob. You be safe down there. Have a good one, and go win some. Awesome, you too, Jacob Dykstra. He's going to do a good job down there, Junior. He is one of those uh, young drivers that has got a ton of potential.
2: Yeah, the second generation, right? It's uh, it's coming through. It's coming through in a big way. You know, you look uh, you look across the across the way. you know you got some really bright names coming through the sport, and uh, you know, and and uh, we can go ahead and list them: Ron Sheridan, you know, with with Jake Sheridan and oh, Nick Sheridan, yeah. you know, he, yeah, yeah. Um, a guy who's who's just about ready to 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 get a third generation fired up or a fourth, really. But Petey Shepard, right? <laughs> He's got deep deep roots. Uh, Lane and Billy Zardo, you know, um, Rick Walt. Um, you know, just, uh, Jacob Dykstra, uh, you've got, a uh, a, a list a mile long of, of second and third generation, uh, talents that, uh, are, are constantly in victory lane. Brandon Watson, right? Another one, um, you know, just constantly in victory lane, constantly in the limelight and, and, uh, put, putting numbers up and, uh, you know it's 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 interesting that uh you know a, a young guy like that can go down there and and post some numbers um obviously uh you know and and part of the question why I wanted to ask that and I know it, if you're if you're in the sport, you know that dirt has a unified rule book, right? If you're if you're heavily involved it in the sport, it used
1: to be even more unified. Yeah, exactly. Sounds like yep. there's a little bit now
2: where yep. you know there's a little bit of deviation, yep. not a lot, but no, a little bit. A little where, bit. And and really you know, the main deviation that you see today is in the modified crowd, right? When you look at the at the uh, IMCA style modifieds that uh, that uh, you know Kenny Wallace and and Kenny Schrader and those guys run. There's a ton of different rules in that. There is, there um, is. You know, across and the 10 different. Years ago, yeah. that
1: wasn't the case. Exactly, they yep. were all unified. Yep. So things are changing and evolving. An there's there's
2: definitely some some certain changes uh, between the dirt late model ranks and. Um, you know, and, and there's there's subtle changes, but we're talking subtle compared to uh, a car that's built for the snowball Derby and a car that's built to run the APC Series um, or, or built to run the IWK 250. Those are, are two completely different platforms, and, uh, uh, you know, it definitely costs an arm and a leg to, to get one ready to go to do the other. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's interesting. Um, they obviously have a great partnership base. Um, looking forward to seeing what Jacob can do. Obviously, he's a champion up here already. Um the action sprint car tour is no joke. Um there's a tremendous amount of cars, a tremendous amount of talent. Uh just to be a champion in that deal is a big deal. And uh uh you know, coming back though, running against those guys that run full time down there, they literally run full time, oh, right? Yeah, it's uh, to they, you know, a lot of these guys live on the winnings that they do um down south in in Florida and and you know, Georgia and and up into Pennsylvania and across the way into the Midwest there 's a lot of sprint car teams that that make a living on this deal and and uh, whether it be a good winning, good living or not is is if they 're winning or not and uh, you know it's uh, it 's really interesting to see the level of talent that 's coming out of Canada. and you 've got to point at two guys for that and and obviously there 's more than two guys in in the sport that mean something, but you have to point at at the level of competition that a guy like Pete Bicknell brought to the sport yeah in out yeah, of Canada. Yeah. And the amount of involvement he's got on the parts side, you know, being involved at Merrittville Speedway, being involved in all the different facets that he has been involved in, and then as well Glenn Styres. Glenn yep. Styres, um, you know, without Pete Becknell and Glenn Styres in dirt racing in, in, in Ontario It looks different. It looks completely different. And uh, uh, you know, I, I think that there's definitely there's a list of a hundred guys as well, or a hundred guys and girls, um that are, are Right behind those two guys, but those two are definitely the uh, the the head of the arrow, if you will, of of you know grooming these talents and, and creating these uh, these worldwide talents.
1: Yeah, sure are. Uh, and don't forget, uh, I, I noticed just through the week here, just uh, I don't know whether it's Thursday or not. Suikin's got their schedule announced. Yes. Yeah, it's all out. So uh, check it out. Get to their website. Gonna be a big big season at the Big O. Uh, come 2022. It's coming like a freight train. Uh, we're going to hit a quick break here. We will be back. We'll check in on that, uh, on that clash and find out what's happening. Stay with us.
6: <laughs> this is Joe Shuba, president of Kings Park Speedway in Saskatchewan, and you're listening to Race Time Radio.
4: Rocks!
3: Coast to coast, coast to coast you're listening to Canada to Canada Talks. Race time radio is fueled by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at dawsondental.ca. Is
1: it your job to light the fire, the campfire or maybe you're like me and you heat your home with wood? You need to use a quick with These fire starters work no paper or kindling and presto. Your fire is going every time. No toxic fumes, just warm, enjoyable flames. You can get them online. Go to quickwick. dot Quickwick, they work. Lead singer of Great Big
6: Sea, Alan Doyle. There's a song on the the on the record called "Back to the Harbor," which is the title track that I actually sing with my dad. And then the one you made reference to, the, "Back Home on the Island," is is one of the songs that really I, I always reference it as an old. Ron Hines, the famous Newfoundland songwriter's song, but the words could have been spoken out of my father or or my uncle's mouth. You know, it's like it was just
3: one of those perfect paintings. Sirius XM channel 167.
5: Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa Know-How.
1: Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how.
3: Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination, is on free preview all February. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home, from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how- to programs and adrenaline filled lifestyle programs 24 7 go green with rev tv contact your tv provider to order now a flashback in canadian music history here's eric Elper. rush holds a special place in our hearts and in the record books They've sold more than 40 million copies around the world. They have a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Officers of the Order of Canada. And they've released 24 gold records and 14 platinum albums, placing them fifth for the most consecutive gold or platinum studio albums by
5: any rock band.
1: Tonight's Racetime Radio is brought to you
6: by Rev TV Canada.
4: From the high banks of Daytona to the snow banks in Canada, we cover it all. Ooh, that's gonna leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes.
3: Hey, shake and bake, Cal!
4: Woo! Shake and bake! here on Racetime Radio.
1: And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Let's check in with that uh, on the clash. What do we got? 150 of 150. That must be uh, the race's old over goggles, now. Paisano. Ah, Joey Logano.
2: How about it? Joey Logano wins it. Oh, talk good about for him. Talk about some. Uh, he's, he's kind of becoming this uh, this special event big game hunter that he is. <laughs> you know, you look at uh, the dirt race last year at uh, at Bristol, right? Right the the you know, first time in the Cup Series running on dirt in, in years. Um, first time running on a real short track, uh, you know, a, a real quarter mile. Um, Joey Logano goes to victory lane here as well. Um, just Kyle Bush uh, second. Yep, absolutely. Uh, third spot goes to the three. Yep. Austin Dillon, yep. good for Austin.
1: Smash success, man. Smash success. <laughs> it is. Uh, then Eric Jones uh, comes home in the fourth spot. Uh, Kyle Larson. There's a guy that I kind of figured was going to win it, but... Uh, How can you, like, uh, especially with something that this is such a one-off with uh, no practice uh, up until yesterday, everybody got, uh, you know, the same amount. Um, uh, He was a favorite and, sure enough, finished in the top five. Yeah, Um, absolutely. I know I was saying before, uh, we'll we'll get some colors in our number two uh, to get people's opinion on what they're seeing out of NASCAR. Uh, Allison McKinnon. Uh, just sent me a message, said, wow, NASCAR has nailed it, man.
2: Uh, yeah, he's definitely. totally a believer. I he think loves the only it. scrolling through social media here, the only thing, the only negative comments that I've seen is the halftime show.
1: <laughs> the half-time, well, there,
2: there's not a whole lot of people. It. There's not a whole lot of people that are positive about the halftime show uh, with uh, with. The ice Cube, um, but uh, I, you know... It's L.A. What do you it, it is L.A. It is L.A., exactly, and, and uh, you know, I, I imagine that in the stadium uh, it, it would have sounded cool and it would have been huge, um, but, uh, you know, Those fans loved it's, it. Exactly, and, uh, you know, when you look at... Uh, when you look at the event overall, uh, just a, a wicked success. Um, you know, just hats off to NASCAR. Had exciting moments. Um, you know, it had... Um, you know, good, close racing. Uh, you know, you think of the third heat race, right? The third, the third, third heat yep. race. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was Bubba Wallace. Uh, uh, there was a bunch of them. There was a, a Cole Custer was in there. Uh, but they were, like, two-by-two-by-two by two by two for, like, uh, you know, nine laps. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and yeah, yeah. And doing crossovers and, and beating beating the brakes off each other. Is that and, the one Ty uh, Dillon was in? That's the one that... Uh, Ty Dillon was in it. No, Ty Dillon. Then... That was the LCQ. That was the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But yeah. That's... Anyways,
1: just the heat uh... racing. I love the format. Yeah, love the, the format. Was great. It doesn't work every time.
2: Um, it would. But... If they had sixty cars at a, at a big track because y- you know why it works here is because you only got twenty four cars starting or twenty three, whatever. Right. Um. You you have only got twenty three cars starting, so you gotta you know weed out the field and and thirty whatever thirty six or thirty eight cars show up. And you have to weed it down. Um, you know, if NASCAR had 60 or 70 cars showing up to one of these races, then then they can do it that way. They, and the, the reason why yes. the duels at Daytona run the way that they are is, is because that used to be the problem at Daytona, right? There used to be. 65 cars show up to try to qualify into the Daytona 500. Yeah, yeah. when
1: I first started going to Daytona, yeah, there would have been 70 cars. There was, there was uh, like 62, 64. Yeah, same thing in Arca. Big deal to qualify. Same thing in in Arca when it was the Arca 200. Uh, I can remember many times being down there. um, There would be like 60 cars, uh, 55, 60 cars trying to qualify in and uh, just dynamite racing and you know what it still is at daytona yeah um uh, i've seen some unbelievable races at daytona and i believe we're fixing to see another great great speed weeks uh we'll know in two weeks time two weeks today is the daytona 500 can you believe that
2: yeah absolutely two weeks today feels like it's been uh, 40 years since i've been to a racetrack um I can believe it <laughs> It feels like it's been forever um, since we uh, since we left uh, since we packed up and left the, the Peterborough autumn colors. But, man, when you look at uh, at Daytona, my only fear and, and this is I, I hope that it does not come true. But my only fear with this new car and speed weeks is the race pace of the leader. You know the the guy in second or the girl in second or third or fourth needs to be able to get a run to get up to the leader now in all the pre race stuff in all the pre season stuff um, that I've seen you know the drafting practices that they did they did two bra- drafting practices in the daylight they did one drafting practice uh you know mock race if you will at night um, they did. Uh, you know, a handful or a pack of cars um, probably six times in the draft at, mm-hmm. at Daytona yep. um, uh, that weren't mock races. So call it nine times we've seen competition-style drafting. Now, when they were out there, they were elbows up and they were digging. They were moving. They were jockeying for position. They were, you know, taking the line away from guys. They were blocking. They were doing everything that we see out of restrictor plate racing that makes it exciting. The problem is, is... With this new car, with this new style, it is meant to cut back on the dirty air. Well, how you get a run in a draft is with dirty air. You know, the reason why dirty air is so bad at a mile and a half is because dirty air creates aero tight, right? right? So it'll stop you. It'll, it, yeah, it'll stop you, and and it'll also create it'll it'll create a tight condition where it takes the downforce off the nose and makes the nose plow. Um, and you know, when you look at at this new car, the whole premise behind it is to clean up the dirty air out the back that 's why you see the diffusers that 's why you see yeah the, the, the vent underneath you, you know you see yeah, the yeah. vent in in underneath the front end um, with that there 's a smaller hole poked in the air it 's a little bit harder to stay in the draft yeah, and we 've seen that very thing when they went from the car of tomorrow, which the car of tomorrow was creating uh, the tandem racing right they were push drafting. Um, because the hole was so big that the car in second could pull up to the car in first and push um, it, it, what we 've seen when they went to the gen six car was it cleaned up the dirty air that the that the c o t car did not produce or that the c o t car did produce the gen six car didn 't they' take a step even further now with this new car. And the thing that, that scares me is what we've seen when they went to the Gen 6 car is when the fastest car got out front, whether that be Joey Logano or whether that be Brad Kozlowski or, you know, or, yeah, Kyle Larson, whoever the fastest car is at Speed Weeks, so whenever that car would get out front, they would immediately go to the top and rim ride right. for hours. Right, right. Right? And the reason for that is because the guy in second has got a beach ball out in front of him um, of negative air pressure and can't break through that yeah, delta. I couldn't to, get that two or three the run. miles an hour. So, so it would take a methodical run of five or six or seven or eight guys to drop down out of line. And all that guy that is the fastest guy had to do was just watch in his mirror, drop down, block the run, and then they're back up by the wall again. So... You know the thing that scares me about this car is that it's kind of that on steroids. Maybe if, if it maybe, overrules, we will see. We will see if it overrules that. Don't overthink it too far yet. Well, you gotta. It's well, part of it. We don't know yet. I'm, I'm just we saying. I'm. St- I'm stating what what I'm what I'm afraid of seeing. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's it's an opinion.
1: Well, and I don't, and, it,
2: and it, I mean, there's. It's the only thing to, that that would that would be detrimental to me is if that if that impacted restrictor plate. Sure, it's going to, it's going to make the mile and a half stuff better. It's going to make the intermediate stuff better, but I just hope it does as well for the restrictor plate stuff. Well, they've thought about this and worked on it a, a absolutely lot. And I have. bet it's going to be dynamite. We'll
1: see, though. We'll see. You never know. They can't uh, fix absolutely everything, maybe, but uh, we will see. We are up alongside, uh, throwing it back to Toronto, get you up to date on news and highlights. And then hour two begins. Tony Stevens, Pit Row TV is coming up right on the other side and we'll continue the discussion. Stay with us. We will be back.
3: You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM channel 167.
1: Race Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. We've
3: got an O.J. He gets turned into the outside wall. Yeah. Holy cow.
6: The thrill of the race. Oh,
3: way sideways. Definitely sliding into
6: it. Out of control. It's unbelievable how quickly things can change in racing. You just never know how it's going to play out. In all Insider way. access to the drivers. We'll roll
1: with it. We're enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can.
6: want it? All right, let's go finish this thing. baby. It's a new normal, normal Better figure it out. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Thank you. You are the man. <laughs>
4: Radio with the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM One Sixty Seven where Canada talks.
1: And just like that, hour two begins tonight on Race Time Radio. So so glad you tuned in tonight. Uh, we got lots still coming at you here in hour number two. We got Tony Stevens coming up Pit Road TV. Uh, we'll find out what is all on tap. Uh, and that won't be all on top uh, with uh, Pit Row TV. Those guys, Tony Stevens. Uh, it seems like they always, Junior, add more events as time passes. Uh, but needless to say, uh, they got a bunch lined up uh, for absolutely everybody. You want to check them out? Pit Row R O W dot TV. Uh, you definitely want to check them out. We've got lots coming up. And Tony Stevens is up on the hotline. We'll also hear uh, in hour two, we've got uh, Brandon Carlson going to join us uh, from out in B.C. We'll talk about the Western Rattler 300 uh, that's going to come up on April the uh, 29th and 30th. We'll find out uh, if Brennan's all set and ready to go for that big 300 it was a huge announcement just a couple of weeks ago uh we will dig into that in hour two but let's get to the hotline shall we and let's welcome in a real busy busy Tony Stevens it's been a while since we had Tony on Tony what's going on how you doing brother
7: I'm still sitting here trying to catch my breath guys after watching this uh, bush clash the Coliseum that was that was some pretty impressive stuff and all i got to say is it makes me jacked up to get back to short tracks this year and see plenty of racing just like that for the next 360-some-odd days because that's what it's going to be, and it's, uh, I tell you, I think that's it's good for everybody what just took place in the West Coast of the U.S.
1: It, it, amazing. Amazing, to say the least. Uh, first, first let, let me ask you, Tony, uh, you've seen a lot in your days. Uh, you, you've been at short tracks. Uh, uh, you, you're like us. You eat, breathe, and sleep it. Uh, when you take a look at the new NASCAR Cup car, uh, your impression of the actual car, what do you think of the actual car?
7: Well, the actual car, I think, is a great piece of engineering. I think they put a lot of heads behind it, a lot of people trying to to improve upon something they already had, which was already pretty doggone good, and I think today was the first test of it, and it shows it's going to race very well, uh, at least on a short track, which, for those of us who are short track fans, is really good news. And, and there was a lot of you know, speculation and discussion that this might not be the first one of these type of events we see if it goes off with a success. And I think it was successful, and I think that means you know, we're going to see potentially more short track racing at the top level. And for those of us that love it at the grassroots type level, that's nothing but good news because it's an avenue for us to promote and to bring new people to our racetracks and to our sport and to explain to them just how great this stuff really is.
1: Yeah. And if you're a short track fan, you know how many times uh, over, you know, the years I've been involved in this sport, uh, I've had lots of people say, you know, uh, no, I'm a short track fan. You know, I like going to my local racetrack. Uh, I love the short track format. I don't get NASCAR's model. I don't like the, you know, the time trials back when they did time trials and then they went to the race. You know, that I'm a short track guy. I'm not a NASCAR guy. Or you talk to the NASCAR fan and they say, well, you know, I don't really go to the short tracks. I'm right into Sunday racing with NASCAR. Uh, if it isn't that, I'm not into it. You know, what they've done now, and it's the first time I can say in the 30 years I've been playing with this sport, uh, it's the first time where I can see uh, a direct a direct line between both ends. Uh, And I know it's early on here, Tony. And uh, I just said to junior, don't read too far into stuff uh, too quickly. Uh, But yeah, I got to look at it and say, this is the most exciting stuff I've seen come out of NASCAR for both ends. If you're a traditional NASCAR guy, you're going to get what you want. And, by God, if you're a short track fan, you got to be impressed with what we've just seen this weekend uh, with the qualifying format, uh, with the last chance qualifiers, with everything that we've seen. I think they're checking all the boxes, as you mentioned.
7: I think they are, too, and I think it goes further than that. I mean, you know, you look at some of the stuff like that we have covered on Pit Row TV in the last couple of years. I mean, a lot of those same people who have been racing short tracks like so many folks are in the U.S. and Canada – they are now going to be racing on Saturdays and Sundays and Friday nights. I mean, Todd Gilliland, who's actually my neighbor from where I currently live, but he won the very first race in the Cars Tour, it seems like an eternity ago, seven years ago, short track guy, now running at the top level. Harrison Burton came through the Cars Tour. We had him on, uh, you know, his first super late model win was on Pit Row TV. He got that win at Concord. Now here he is racing at the Cup level. And then one of, you know, one of my personal uh, better friends I consider, Josh Berry, gets that opportunity with Dale Jr. because of what he was able to do in the short tracks. And when they get to that level, the part that I like seeing now, and I think everybody's starting to understand how all this works together, uh, is that they're promoting all of that, which, again, is good for everybody at every level. It creates a story for those drivers, and they've all got their own unique, interesting stories on various levels. And it also helps to bring people to, to these local tracks and these regional events to go, okay, this really could be the next guy I see at Daytona in five or ten years' time. And that's a great thing. They're checking, like you said, all the boxes at every level to where they're, they're starting to work together more than they have in the past. They've always tried to, but more than they have in the past, they're starting to really get involved with dirt tracks and local asphalt tracks and vice versa and really, really trying to conjure up that relationship because our sport, truth be told, has probably struggled in some, some time in the past with making that connection because it's so splintered because there's so much passion at different levels. But I think the last handful of years, everybody at every level has done a very good job of being able to make that connection again and reconnect the various fans to the other spokes of the wheel.
1: You know, with this pandemic all fired up uh, two years ago now, uh, we're on this very program and uh, I'm going to say about uh, three, four months in junior said, You know, out the other end of this pandemic, and I don't know how long this thing's going to last, but out the other end of it, something good is going to come out of this uh, for this sport. And I looked at him like he had two heads. I was going, what are you talking about? Nothing is going to be better because of a pandemic. Uh, But you know what? You've nailed it. Uh, You (laughs) have it. There is a lot of good things that are transpiring. Now, whether it 's uh, because of the pandemic i don 't think it 's because of it, but as you said, out the other end of the pandemic uh, is going to be something good junior you 've nailed it.
2: <laughs> well thanks it 's uh, it's cause and effect, and, and really when you look at, at uh, you know, if you look at a company right you look, at, uh, you look at a corporation or you look at an industry, um, really you know, when, when a, a company is forced to become more efficient it usually benefits the company out the other side, whether that be with energy, whether that be with dollars and cents, whether that be with personnel or all the above, right? It's, uh, uh, through this pandemic, I think everybody has realized that, Hey, look, if we, you know, not just trim the fat and pay the racers less money. If we just, if we get more efficient or if we change up the, the atmosphere, or if we move this race date, uh, to help this other racetrack, we're going to benefit in the long run. Uh, you're seeing kind of a, a domino effect of, of series working together with racetracks better than, than they have in the past. Uh, you're seeing racetracks work together with each other better than they have in the past. You know, whether that be with a rule book or whether that be with a race date, you still have conflicts, and you're always going to. Um, but I, I think that uh, I think that there's going to be some really unique things. Um, once this deal fires right back up, I know it is fired up in the U.S. U.S., you guys have... Everything is like is like full throttle down there. Right. Everything is set up and it has been going like like there wasn't a pandemic now. But once everything flattens out on north of the border and it gets back to where the U.S. is, um, I think you're going to see more cross pollination from the Canadian side of the border going down south. And I think that you're going to see some really interesting things pop up, whether that be at the late model level, whether that be at the the NASCAR level, you know, with with people who are going to step into the into the top three touring series um, or, you know, whether it be on the dirt side of things. uh, You know, we just had Jacob Dykstra on the program uh, running at at three different racetracks and and he's just a young kid, uh, you know, through through Speed Weeks. So. I think you're going to see um, some really unique things come down the pipe. Tony, uh, get your crystal ball out. Obviously, you're getting the chance now. Everybody's getting their schedule lined up for, for you know what's in front of us for 2022. Um, and there's probably still more dominoes to fall. But uh, what are you looking forward to in 2022? And, and what can we look forward to seeing uh, on, our, uh, on our computer screen streaming on, on Petro TV?
7: All kinds of stuff. Uh, I know. Obviously, our our biggest uh, property, probably as far as throughout the year, is the cars tour here in the Carolinas, which we've uh, talked about. Guys like uh, Todd and Harrison Burton, Josh Berry come through. You know, our ranks. Uh, a number of others. Christopher Bell has raced with us in the past. Quinn House, uh... started his uh, his ascension through the ranks uh, with our races. Raphael you who know, many of you up in Canada. I mean, you, we can just go on and on. So. Looking forward to that tour, unlike previous years, we are starting the year out with that one of that tour's biggest races where we're paying a minimum of $30,000 to the winner at the Old North State Nationals, which will be the uh, second weekend in March, March 13th and 14th. Uh, and we're also going to be debuting our new Pro Late Model Division with that, which is going to be really, really cool to see. So we'll have a, a doubleheader that weekend, as we will many times throughout the year. So looking forward to all of those events, looking forward to... Uh, As always, returning back to one of my uh, favorite places, that's Jennerstown Speedway for the Motor Mountain Masters. That's always a a great event. And I know Billy and the crew there have got a lot of cool things planned this year. They've already announced some of them, and they've really upped the ante for racers from all over, whether it be their local heroes or whether it be the uh, the travelers that come in, whatever the case is. Looking forward to that. And a number of other events. We're we're going back to the Midwest this year for a number of events at places like Dell's Raceway Park. Uh, another fantastic facility with great racing, spectacular car counts. Uh, you talk about tracks working together and doing things. Those guys up there have got it dialed in. They know how to make that stuff work. And it shows in the quality of the show, the quality of the tracks, the racing, everything up there. It's like a finely oiled machine. And those are just some of the highlights we've got coming. I've got to sit down and finish the rest of our schedule. We've got uh, the Rumble in Fort Wayne coming up at the end of the year, which I know seems a long way off, but that's one of those classic events. Tony Stewart won it uh, – seems like just a few short weeks ago and it was uh but uh you know we've got that coming up everything literally from now to the end of the year because that race will be run on december 31st for the finale so literally from now to the end of the year uh, we've got everything covered on pit row tv and everybody can grab it uh with a subscription that's uh, pretty much all-inclusive you get racing from all over uh not just you know the region where we are but certainly across the u.s and uh Every now and then, you never know. You might see something from Canada sprinkled into.
1: Yeah, you got to love it. We're with Tony Stevens. Pit Row TV is where you can find uh, Tony. Uh, Tony, uh, about your service that you guys do, and uh, uh, unbelievable to say the least, watching what you guys uh, uh, put out for race fans uh, and the streaming service that you've got, uh, it, it's it's just as good as sitting there watching anything that I've seen on Fox or any of the other uh, main broadcasts. Uh, it, 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 how about uh, one-offs? If, if, you know, this, you're a new race fan or whatever and you want to see what Pit Row's got, uh, do I have to buy the service for the whole year? Or can I buy a specific event and try the service out? And uh, trust me when I say if you try it once... Uh, it's like peanuts. You can't eat just one. You're going to want the whole bag.
7: Oh, yeah, exactly. You want to grab yourself a handful and just keep nibbling, no doubt. But there's a couple of ways people can kind of take things in in that sense. We we do a lot of what we call free previews or live look-ins on social media. So whether it's our YouTube channel or our Twitter or our Facebook page, um, we have various free previews and highlights and things like that that give you a feel for exactly you know the type of stuff we do and, and whatnot. And so there's that option. And our service is a monthly subscription. It's something you can cancel anytime. It's not something you have to buy up front every you know for the whole year. Uh, so it's a lot more budget friendly in that regard. Um, so if you do just want to watch one event, you just subscribe for the one month, and that's uh, that's fine. You go in and make your adjustment to your account, and that's all she wrote in that sense. So um, a little more flexible than uh, than you know that regard, and you get a lot more value for your money because you might subscribe for one race, and you know what, well, there's a few more next weekend. I'll watch those too. Whatever the case is, uh, we try to we try to make sure we work with everybody 's budgets because we you know it's kind of hard to uh, sometimes do different things, and if we can keep it affordable every month for folks that's usually a good thing
1: <laughs> Try not having it uh, that 's all I got to say after you 've watched Pit Row TV uh, try not having it uh, it'll drive you insane, especially on the weekend so much good short track content uh, and Tony, you guys do an amazing job. Speed Week's right in front of us, man. I can't believe how fast. You know, Christmas and New Year's happens, and then you think, okay, well, we still got another good month, month and a bit. Uh, time's gone. Uh, Speed Week's is here. Uh, it, you know, next weekend's going to be it. What have you got lined up? I know Citrus County Speedway, Legends, all that kind of stuff is where we normally uh, get, get an opportunity to see how things are firing up there.
7: Yeah, absolutely. It's hard to believe. We've been trying to, like I said, Fort Wayne and even Daytona Cart Week was at the end of the calendar year. And that was, what, five weeks ago? And we've been trying to do some things in our back end. Things that the viewer probably wouldn't notice. It's not going to be a major change in that regard. But uh, we've been trying to get a lot of things buttoned up with some different technology to, to make life smoother or allow us some more expansion in the future, some things like that. But, uh, certainly we don't want to do it at the expense of the broadcast that's not our goal by any means we want to keep making it better and that's why we're doing it but uh, yeah it's here i mean the the florence icebreaker was yesterday down in south carolina and next thing you know we're gonna be all yeah heading to florida doing different things and you know we've been doing some different work with nascar on some different projects as well so uh yeah i mean it's it's gonna be a deal where uh traditionally yeah this is where we head down whether it be the citrus or auburn dale or somewhere and go play with legend cars and do stuff with them and, and go dirt racing for the toilet bowl in Tennessee and all kinds of different things. And boom, next thing you know, season is here and we are off and running. So, uh, yeah, we're, it's, it's here. And, uh, I'll, I'll say we're kind of like the race teams at this point where, you know, it's coming, you work on it and you're never finished. You're never ready. You just run out of time. And that's where we're at right now.
2: And then you're reactionary, right? You go from proactive to being reactive in a hurry.
7: Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, we had a you know, we've already had a couple of technology glitches where we're like, oh, that's not going to work. Okay, let's order <laughs> one of these things to uh, to fix it. And you, and you go on, you call your supplier, and uh, oh, yeah, the manufacturer's back oil nose for the next six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I just sold the last one yesterday. <laughs> ah, drat. <laughs> Solution number two, got to engineer. So, yeah. uh, you know, it, it seems common that everybody's having to deal with that now, whether we like it or not. But back to your point from earlier, that's one thing that racers and race people do the best, it seems like is adapt and overcome and, and ultimately come out in the end much better than they were when they started. So that's kind of how we look at it is every challenge is going to improve what we, what we bring to the fan, what kind of product we can produce and the different things we offer for, you know, our promoter partners and series partners and drivers for that matter, what we're able to do for them. So uh, even though it's a hiccup now, it ends up being a, a good
2: thing later. You know, Tony, it's really interesting, and, and I want to kind of get your perspective on this. and And I, I obviously have to ask the question in a relatively delicate way. Um, because it is it, it is competition, but it is also cooperation, I guess d w would say that it 's coopetition. That's, competition that 's what that 's what uh, Daryl Waltrip used to say um, but uh, um, on on the competition side for you on the streaming side all right there's there 's a handful of streaming services that that are out there that are available um, that cover very different things, and it would be very interesting to know. You know how many race fans subscribe to all of them because once you get on one, it's 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 you need to kind of have all of them. <laughs> you know, it's it's like Netflix and and Crave and and HBO. They come out with a really good show that you want, and and you you subscribe to that one, and then and then the next thing you know, Netflix has got one, and and you want to subscribe to that. Um, when you look at the landscape of of the the where streaming is at. Uh, across, let's just use the United States just as as, as a general, um, you, you know, looking glass or scorecard. Um, do you feel that there's there's a lot more growth in 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 that perspective, or what what do you foresee out of the streaming services world um, as as you know the the future marches on? Uh, because it seems like you guys are all you know full tilt. You guys are going a hundred miles an hour in a 60 mile an hour zone and it, it seems like you guys have, have got a, a full schedule um and it seems like your competitors do as well um and, and it seems like it just continually gets better
7: yeah it's it's full speed and full tilt no doubt and to back up to one of your earlier points you know literally two years ago or a little over a little under two years ago i remember sitting you know at home going what in the world's going to happen what are we going to do because Hey, if we have no events to do, it doesn't matter what we can do because we need events in order to broadcast and you know, we looked at shifting the company from to things like weddings and funerals and you name it, and then, you know, a few weeks after all this happens it becomes all right, we're racing in places and some didn't have crowds and some did and, and even just through that short time frame of less than twelve months, we did we, we all saw a ton of growth and a lot of potential. And we, we got to learn different things about how people consume content and how they, what they want to see and how they're engaged. And so that's driven a lot of growth on, on certainly our fronts. It's accelerated a lot of the growth that I think we all saw possible and coming, but, um, it just was much faster than we anticipated, like you said. And, and ultimately, you know, that's going to become a problem because at least I say a problem. It's a good problem to have, but, you know, ultimately we're getting to things and we're trying to be very careful with it because we've seen, and, we, and we've had it happen once or twice. I won't lie, things do happen, right? But at least for us, it's very important to us to make sure that whatever we promise a promoter or, prom- or promise a race fan, that we're able to deliver on it. The last thing we want to do is to go out there and promise to do whatever 5,000 events and only pull off 2,500 of them. Yeah, because that doesn't look good to you as a fan. You, you don't, you know, you don't like that. Um, doesn't? It's not any service to the racers that are racing those events, and they told the sponsor, hey, we're able to have this coverage, and then it's not there. And, of course, same with promoters and tracks and series. So, so we focus very much, as much as we have the opportunity to grow at breakneck speed, at least for me and for Pit Row TV, I want to make sure that how we grow, we can commit to it, we can execute it, and we can make sure we do it right as opposed to just doing it to get it done. Um, you know, again, everybody's been in life where sometimes you run into situations where you just have to get it done, but we try to minimize those the best we can so we can do the best thing for everybody involved in in the broadcast itself.
1: Well, you guys are doing a dynamite job. You know, there's, uh, like you say, Junior, there's uh, lot, lots of different streaming services out there. Some of them I've seen is like watching a Facebook Live. Uh, and then there's other ones like uh, Pit Row TV that are actually like watching a a Fox broadcast or a professional, uh, broadcast where, you know, that the the viewer can sit back and actually watch the event, see replays, see everything that you're used to seeing through a quality broadcast. And Tony, that's what you guys are doing. And you keep upping it all the way through. Uh, did I see, uh, Tim Terry, is he down there with you now? Do you got him on that side of the border? Uh,
7: He's literally about 10 feet away from me right now. Actually. Uh, uh chilling we were watching the clash together hanging out and uh he's, he's pecking away on tim's Quarter motorsports and tim's corner tv i think right now but uh yeah he is on this side of the border hanging out uh it's kind of become his his yearly vacation when he comes down uh he kind of makes plans to come down in february spend about four to six weeks and just chill down here enjoy some racing go to speed weeks uh, go to some other events and just kind of uh kind of hang out show him around town we do some stuff with some mutual friends around here and it's a good time. And it's kind of the kickoff for him. And for me personally, anyway, if that's just the tradition, Oh, it's it speed week, it's time for him to come down and have a good time. We all go and, and race chase for a few weeks. And it's a, uh, it's a good time. He has a good vacation, enjoys it. And it gets him riled up to go back up there and, and start with the maritime season. So, uh, Works out good for everybody, including you guys. You guys get rid of him for six weeks. This, is, uh, a, this
2: is an East Coast term, but you can call him a barnacle. A he, barnacle. Just, <laughs> he sticks to you. He sticks to you for, for a few weeks and goes for the ride, right? That's, <laughs> he's a, you can call him Tim the Barnacle.
7: <laughs> and, I mean, you can call him whatever you want, but, you know, I guess that's ultimately what he does. Uh, something about that $200 bill for lunch you made me pay for earlier, I don't, I don't really know about. but. Uh, you know, he's is, looking at me right now and making uh, gestures. So that's all right. I can,
1: <laughs> I can, I can picture the gesture. Well, I can you, picture it. You guys do a dynamite job. And, uh, you know what? Uh, what, what do you got coming up? What's your next gig? When can, uh, fans be uh, tuning into pit road TV?
0: Uh, I
7: gotta go back and look at the schedule to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, like I said, the biggest one that's coming up that everybody probably needs to circle in their calendar. We just had the all star showdown from Irwindale. On last night, we syndicated it through our friends at Low Budget TV. That was a great race between the pro late models, the super late models, and the modified out at Irwindale, California.
0: Yep.
7: Um, that's available for Pit Road TV subscribers. Like I said, we were able to syndicate it uh, through Low Budget TV, one of our, our, our friends essentially out on the West Coast. Uh, so that was a big one. But uh, the next big one probably for people to really look at would be uh, about, you know, four weeks from now for the uh, the old North State Nationals. We're going to have a few little things here and there before then. Um, but ultimately that's probably the next big one. I would say they need to the circle. Uh, we expect huge field, great competition, big money on the line. The season opener for the cars tour, really the, uh, the big favorite tour of everybody down here in the States. It seems like when it comes to racing and the, the quality of racing side by side, I mean, the last time I we went to Carraway with those guys, the lead changed, I think with a lap and a half to go. Uh, and there were about four cars under a blanket when that happened. So, uh, Kid went from, from winning his first race in his career potentially uh, to ultimately his, his car owner winning the race. Um, or actually, I take that back. His car owner had a shot to win the race. Somebody else moved him, uh, I believe. I don't know. It was, it was confusing as all get out because I can't even remember it, but it was hectic and it was a great race. But in either case, you don't want to miss that one. Again, that's March 13th and 14th. It's a two day event. We're going to qualify everybody through time trials in the sense of the top two are locked in. There's heat races to set the rest of the field. LCQ on Saturday night. Uh, So plenty of action there. And then on Sunday afternoon is the feature event schedule, which will have the ProLate models racing for their distance, and then the old North State Nationals that has become uh, kind of a tradition for the car store. Again, a minimum of $30,000 to the winner of that one, which is uh, pretty big money in pavement racing for sure. And uh, you do not want to miss it. Again, that's the second weekend of March, the 13th and 14th.
1: Unbelievable. Tony, I got it circled. We got to thank you for the time tonight on Race Time. Sure, great catching up with you. Uh, you and Timmy have a good time down there. And uh, Speed Weeks, it's here. Daytona, oh, man, uh, can't wait to see what unfolds over the next two weeks. Oh, oh, what am I saying, two weeks? How about the next 50 weeks? Uh, because we, it's all coming at us, buddy.
7: Absolutely, it is, and uh, we're looking forward to it. Like I said, it's it's here. It's time to get rolling, and folks can follow along with all of our journey and what we're doing, and who we're talking to, and all the cool things we've got happening on social media at Pit row TV, P I T R O W T V. You know, we've got an Instagram and a Twitter, and uh, we're on YouTube. We have got a Facebook, and I think we're on Twitch and Snapchat. We're we're on all kinds of things. So, um, you know, dial in, follow us on all your favorite social media. And we'll be sure to have you plenty of racing content that you can consume, share with your friends, show them how cool racing really is and what you like about it, and maybe make you a fan of some of the stuff we're doing. Uh, and if nothing else, you can keep up with where we're at and what's going on in racing. But, again, that's at Pit TV, PitrowTV, TV on pretty much every social media. And you can watch everything at TV online, where you can download our different apps and things like that as well for your, uh, for your fire TVs or things like that to where – you can watch it on your big screen at home. So we've got you covered either way on Pit Road TV.
0: Sounds
1: good, kiddo. You stay out of trouble, and we will talk to you again real soon.
7: Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me, and uh look forward to uh, hopefully getting up there sometime soon.
2: Is that- it W or W? Dub- Which one is it? W. 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 W or W?
1: <laughs> don't be – hey, don't poke at Tony. He'll I'm poke sorry, Tony.
2: Back.
1: Have a good one, buddy. <laughs> Tony Stevens. For- quick break. We will be back.
2: This is Sean Hill, driver of the number 3 SLM in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, listening to Race Time Radio.
3: You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167.
1: Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Ending Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quick Wick Fire Firestarters, the world's best fire starter.
5: For two decades, hello
4: fellow Americans, the artists who make history, it's the music that keeps me going,
5: have made it Here, we live 20 years of Sirius XM with performances, interviews, and magic moments from Taylor Swift, Paul McCartney, Bruce Springsteen, and so much more.
1: We're gonna do some acoustic versions of songs off of Lover.
5: 20 years, 20 defining moments, one collection, only on the SXM app. Thank you so much.
3: All North Racing, only on Rev TV. Contact your TV provider. Comic and impressionist Rich Little.
6: Well, I imitated a lot of people on radio. You know, people listening thought they were the real people. So they wanted to meet Elvis and John Wayne and Jimmy Stewart, and so they all came down to the radio station, and they said to me, Oh, Rich, when you walk out, they're going to mob you. And, um, of course, there weren't any. It was just me and... Somebody said there's nobody. It was just Rich Little, and I walked out and got booed.
3: <laughs> Canada Talks, Sirius XM Channel 167.
6: Sunday, February 20th, the Daytona 500 is coming to Sirius XM NASCAR Radio.
3: A victory by
6: mere inches. The most revered race of the year.
3: This has this aura about it. Starts a
6: new season of NASCAR, and with it, the much-anticipated next-gen car. How
7: your race is going to be different.
6: 40 drivers. Unlimited excitement. Charging to the end- And one place to hear all the action. Serious XM NASCAR Radio. Streaming on the SXM
3: app. Free for most subscribers. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts.
6: Is there anybody alive
3: out there? Celebrity guests. DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey babies! little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome Bruce Springsteen to hey, E Street Radio, your home away from home. To, great to be here. E Street Radio, Sirius XM Channel 20. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination is on free preview all February. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24/7. Go Green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order.
4: Twitter's a great race fan tool. But I promise you, nothing feels better than a good yell. Now, back to more Race Time Radio with Smoke and Joe and Junior.
0: I'm not really good at this Twitter
1: stuff. (laughs) Uh, I have trouble just dialing a phone, you know that. I had to leave that in there one more week, and then we'll leave Eddie alone after that. Welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Uh, Off to the hotline we go now. Uh, There is a huge race coming up on Canada's East, East Coast See. There is, uh, what do you call that? It's Uh, East Coast if you flip it upside down. Well, if you started out in Victoria, you could say it's going to happen on the East Coast. Well, but even that wouldn't work because it wouldn't be on the East Coast. Anyway, back out to BC is where I'm trying to get to. uh, And we're going to bring in a driver that is a veteran in the late model. Uh, There was a big announcement here just a couple weeks ago with Trevor Seabert. With Penticton Speedway, we've got... The Western 300, the Western Rattler 300, coming up April 29th and 30th. It is going to be a huge race. Uh, It's going to be a big-dollar race, and whenever there's big-dollar races in the late model, uh, our next guest uh, is going to want to be at it, I do imagine. Uh, Let's welcome him in, shall we? We got uh, Brandon Carlson, driver of the 14, with us on the hotline. What's going on there, Brent? Happy New Year. How are you doing?
8: Oh, I'm doing really good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Great to hear from you.
1: You betcha. uh,
8: Finished up watching the clash and working on
7: the race car.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Nothing will energize you, right? Then, uh, like to get that car going, you really realize what, uh, how much, how little time we have left before, you know, the green flag's going to go in the air. Uh, nothing will get you energized like watching a race, especially like what we watched today. What was your impression of the clash?
8: I was happy to see that. Uh, they stepped outside the box. They went on a short, short track, and they bumped and banged, and uh, it, it was just a great product of racing, and I, I think they did a really good job. I actually saw a lot of comments that reminded some people of the Pinty series that doesn't get enough exposure, you know, that kind of short, short track racing, and it was uh, it was just a good show to see them bumping and banging and grinding it out on a quarter-mile boring.
1: Yeah, and that's what you really enjoy doing too, Brandon. I know you do. Uh uh, you know, coming off a decent, successful uh, 2021 for what it was, I guess, uh, pandemic season. Uh, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong here. You come away with a second uh, in the Canada 200, right? You came off a second place finish on that one, right?
8: Yes, sir. We uh, we ran second. We had a had a late. We had the lead late, and uh, had a right rear tire go down just a slow leak. Unfortunately, it cost us the win. Able to hang on to second, uh, which was good. And then a, a week later, we were able to rebound at the uh, revamped all-new Saratoga Speedway north on the North Island, and we won their 150-lap race. So that was a good way to finish up the season for us, was picked up a big win up there in a, in a, a new race up there, the Battle at Black Creek 150, they call it.
1: Ah, so there you go. Another big event that's happening out on Canada's uh, West Coast. Uh, and that, that's cool, eh? And uh, to, to hear the announcement Trevor did uh, just a couple of weeks ago with the announcement of the Western Rattler 300, that's huge news. Uh, how close are you to Penticton?
8: Uh, I'm about a two hour ferry ride and a four hour drive. So I, I, I'm there in uh, the better part of a day, about, you know, 10 hours of travel and i'm in uh I'm in Penticton and uh, it's a place i love going i've uh i re- i was lucky enough to win there last year Trevor put on the gordy Manas weekend and we went up there and we were able to sweep the weekend and had a great great gordy manas weekend up there in twenty twenty one and uh we heard some rumblings that he was they were thinking about putting on a big race and you know when he finally announced it on the show there last a couple weeks ago I, we were we're all pretty excited about it.
1: Uh, you were right in uh, that, like a dirty shirt, so to speak. Three hundred laps. This is going to be a long one. Have you ever raced a race that long?
8: No, I haven't. You know, most of the stuff we do is uh, the, is about one hundred 100 to one hundred and fifty once a year. We do the Canada two hundred. Um, but, most of the stuff I do in the u s and like we just ran one hundred and fifty uh, down in Tucson, Arizona, a couple of weeks ago and uh, but it's the longest i 've ever run is two hundred straight laps
1: so with a three hundred I know uh, a big strategy difference I would think between a you know a hundred lap or a one fifty Uh, even when you look into the Canada 200, uh, it definitely has got to be a different strategy with, uh, it sounds like only 50 laps more, but that 50 laps a long way, right?
8: Absolutely. You know, you, you, um, tire conservation comes into it and then you get a set of tires in the last half way, you know, in the last half of the race, you kind of got to keep that in your pocket and, um, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, um, yeah, I might have to hire a crew chief for this one because, uh, you know, those guys get paid to make the big decisions.
1: Or even like a really good spotter. I uh, I know when you got a good spotter, they'll really be able to help
2: you out too. All we do is <laughs> yell at you. That's all. That's all they do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
8: my uh, my uh, father Rich is my spotter, and he so he's been good at that for the last thirty six years.
2: That's cool, Brandon. Talk a little bit about uh, uh, obviously the the racing dynamic uh, out in the West Side, um, the the late model division, if you will. Um, it seems like there's a couple of different rules packages that were existing, and under this rule book, there is they're allowing kind of a third package, if you will, and that is uh, more of a standard traditional pro late model. Um, talk a little bit about the rules package that you've seen that they've got put together as a competitor. What do you think? What are you bringing? And and well, <laughs> you're not going to tell us exactly what you're bringing, <laughs> but 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 tell us about the rules package. What what is your gut feeling as a competitor? And 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 how do you feel that they've done breaking it down?
8: I I think they're doing a, a great job. You know, um, somebody's got to take the bull by the horn and um, try and combine these. Classes, I get it. Um, you know, I don't think you're ever going to get perfect common parity um, because uh, on the West Coast, we have two very distinct types of late models. You know, mm-hmm. the cars we race at Western Speedway and the lower mainland have a stock front clip with a stock spindle and stock brakes. Yeah. And they have a crate motor and a three-link in the back. You know, some would call them a super stock. We call them just a, a limited late models, what we refer to them as. And then um, our cars we raced in Tucson and Western Washington, um, Northern California, we, we I would call them a super late model. So they're, a, you know, they're like an APC car, but with a big motor in them and, you know, some looser rules on the shocks and uh, in the rear end. Um, with a straight rail. I, The bones of the car are very identical. So we've got that kind of in Washington state and then... I believe in Saskatchewan, central Canada, we have like a a pro late model. Like they have a limited shock, a crate motor, but there's still a, you know, big brakes and a super late model, super late model type chassis. So, um, you know, I, I think, um, I think it can work. I, I, you know, one of the reasons I know it can work is because I used to do it. Uh, We, we would take my limited late model and go run super late model races and we would be, competitive you know we wouldn't get any special weight breaks and we could run half decent on the lead lap you know we've done that in las vegas and red in california and that's kind of what led into me getting a super late model and i feel it can work um i feel like uh you know you're, you're gonna if you have a limited late model you're gonna need to be on your a game to run up front but you know that's how you get better too is running against people that are better than you and in better equipment so i i think it can work
1: you've always got your ear to the pipe a uh, lot of lot of competitors uh, rory smith uh, uh, you got guys uh, corbin thomas out there yeah, lots of really good competitors out on canada's west coast what are they saying about the 300 are they all all uh, as dedicated as you are everybody going yeah i can't wait to get into this one
8: yeah i lots of guy lots of chatter going on i talked to corbin and he's 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 corbin's a busy family man Uh, he, he's blowing the dust off his super late model. He probably hasn't raced that car in five years or so. Um, it was definitely on his radar and he was uh, contacting me about engine options. Um, Rory, Rory's really busy with work. So that's really, he's, I don't believe he's going to be able to make this one. Um, just because of the building boom we got going on here on the Island, but definitely a Daryl longtime racer, um, Daryl Midgley. Uh, We were just racing together in Tucson. He was just at the house here today as we were talking about the rules package and stuff like that. He is excited to be going, and uh, he's going to have the number 81 NPP Dodge uh, there for sure.
1: Always always. uh, a tough competitor. Daryl does a great job behind the wheel. Look at what he has done with that NPP car, uh, jump-starting a lot of different things. I think back to DJ in his nationwide stuff, uh, back then it would have been the Bush series. Uh, you know what? Daryl, uh, was instrumental in that too, wasn't he?
8: Yeah. Uh, and our longtime sponsor, uh, Dwight Kennedy, the Dwight. owner proprietor of Northern Provincial Pipelines. Dwight has been an incredible quiet supporter of short track racing across Canada from Daryl DJ. Um, you know, I'm fortunate enough to drive for him down in the Southwest, uh, you know, he he's put on races at Penticton Speedway during the pandemic when it was tough to get sponsors just because he's such an avid racer. Dwight's one of those guys that doesn't like a lot of credit, but he, he's, you know, a lot of racing in on the West Coast and in Canada wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Dwight.
2: Exactly. Yeah. You know, earlier yeah. on in the show, we talked about this very thing on the dirt scene. Um, the dirt scene here in Ontario, of course, we talked about <clears throat> Glenn Styers and Pete McNell. Um, the same thing can be said about a number of different pockets of of you know businessmen that have helped the sport tre- tremendously. You know, you look at the the East Coast. Uh, you look at John Chisholm and Cecil Vance, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they have made a, a, a you know a, a dynasty, right? A, they've made something that is really important um, on that East Coast of Canada. And and it has taken an army, not just those two, not just those two people, but they were extremely instrumental in making that happen. I think the same thing can be said when you look west um, about Dwight, about the Seaberts, um, about Dave uh, from Shockwave Seats. Um, um, his last name, your uh, Brandon, Dave,
8: yeah, David Smith, yeah. David
2: Smith, yeah, exactly. Um, the same thing can be said, uh, you know, about him. Um, and, and when you look at, at across Canada, um, there's probably, um, you know, uh, there's probably 25 that would fall into that category. And and that is not a big number. When you look at how big the sport is and, and how, how vast it is and how many people it impacts, um, they have made a tremendous impact in the sport.
8: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're – they're the silent army, and uh, there's just not enough of them unfortunately, but we're very fortunate to have uh, people like the seabirds um, and on the island we just have the Leighton family this past year purchased a racetrack I don't know why they would do that you know it's not easy, and you're usually the heel um, but these people have chosen to take on this challenge and given us racers a place to race and uh, I really it's really important to support them um, because without these people making these massive financial investments into short track racing in canada i mean we just wouldn't have places to race um we're losing western speedway unfortunately this year it'll be its final season but the future is still looking bright with the non-for-profit society that's formed and uh, working towards building a new racetrack and in the meantime we have saratoga speedway and penticton speedway agassiz speedway all within about a eight hour drive of each other and a ferry ride uh, for us to race uh, our short track cars at, and and from Hornets to late models to wing sprint cars and everything in between, it, it's going to be good.
1: And good on you, too, Brandon, for uh, supporting. You know, like we're talking eight-hour drive. It's funny you talk to some late model teams in the province of Ontario, and they may have a drive an hour and a half to two hours, and they're, you know, saying, hey, that's a long haul for us guys. They have no idea compared to what you guys go through out there uh, on Canada's west coast or, you know, even out on the east coast. Uh, guys are hauling, you know, a fair distance. But that's what you do when you're invested in the sport and you love it uh and uh that's kind of cool hey your next race is it the 300 or have you got more on your list of uh, races to hit before the you know big pan tickton race comes up
8: uh i had penciled in tucson in early march but just uh with financing and i do a lot of you know i support my own program quite a bit um i'm gonna Scratch that one, and we're going to head to Penticton. Um, I, that's where I want to be. I think we've got a good shot at it with our uh, super late model program there. And um, so I've scratched the early race in uh, Tucson, Arizona. Uh, I'm still going to go there. Daryl's going to race, and uh, David Smith from Shockwave are going to race there, so I'll go and support those guys any way I can. And uh, my next time behind the wheel will be the Western Rattler 300.
1: Ah, you've got to love it. That's going to be a history making race. Out on Canada's West Coast. I got a funny feeling. uh, Well, by the sounds of it, Trevor wants to make that an annual event and uh, get those building blocks all flying, and it's all going to start. This April 29th and 30th, uh, it's going to be... Uh, something that, you know, fans are going to want to get out there and check out. Uh, competitors are going to come from far and wide uh, to try and take uh, Trevor's dough. This is going to be kind of cool. Uh, what's the weather doing out your way? Is it conducive? Does it look like spring is uh, around the corner, or what's happening?
8: Uh, it, it was actually nice today. I was able to spray some body panels outside and uh, get, start tuning up the body on the old late model. But um, yeah, it's probably going to rain here next week. You know, it's still... Just hovering about freezing here, and it's pretty damp most of the time. But come April in Penticton, it'll be beautiful there. I, that is a beautiful city, lots to do, um, and it it won't be overly hot there, which is nice because it can get really hot there during the summer. But you know, I really think late April, early
2: May is going to be beautiful in Penticton for some stock car racing. Compared to where we live, you live in Permaspring. <laughs> yeah. Mean, yeah. perma te- spring. I mean I'm yeah. telling, it's perma spring out there. I I I had the chance to go out there. Uh, right before the pandemic and and went out to the island and and uh, uh you live in a beautiful area and and there's definitely a lot to be proud of uh uh in in victoria and and out on that island uh it's uh definitely a beautiful place and and uh you know looking forward to seeing everything uh you know and and hopefully hopefully we see some uh, some guys making a not an eight hour trip but a but a sixteen twenty maybe a thirty hour trip. Uh, out to that big race. Uh, uh, by the sounds of it, there's there's a couple of guys uh, uh, kicking around here in Ontario that are kicking around the idea heading out there. So uh, hopefully there's uh, hopefully there's an, a list an arms length long and and uh, and, and hopefully there's uh, there's a ton of competition and and you know he put up the bucks so there will be the competition. You can guarantee that.
8: that that's exactly it. If you build it, they will come. Isn't that the line? I mean, nice. he, Trevor's building it and the Siebert, Ingo and the Seabird family, they're doing a great job. So, it's you know, now it's up to us to go there and support what they're trying to do.
1: Absolutely. Brand, this has been great catching up with you, man. It's been uh, far too long since we got you back on here. And I know we'll check in before that 300 and uh, see how things are coming together with that red number 14. Uh, but we thank you for your time tonight on Race Time. Really appreciate it, bud.
8: Thanks, guys. It was great to hear from
1: you. You betcha. That is Brandon Carlson, driver of that number 14. Watch for him. He's going to be one of those guys to keep your peepers on uh, come 300 time. But we're going to hit this final break. Uh, more when we come back.
2: I feel the need, the need for speed.
3: You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167.
1: Racetime Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Racetime Radio broadcast crew. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro.
3: Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home. From two wheels to four and so much more, Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. The Daytona 500 is coming to serious X M NASCAR
6: Radio on Sunday, February 20th. Charging to the inside. Don't
1: miss a lap. Channel 90. Cold temperatures mean we light fires to warm up or cook on, sometimes even to survive. Quick-Quick fire starters are a must in your kit, in your sled, ATV, or vehicle. Quick-Quick just may save your life if you get stranded this winter. Enjoy the winter. We're Canadian, and so is Quick-Quick. They're available online. Go to quickwick.com, and they ship to your door. fire Firestarters,
5: they work. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how.
1: Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Ending Nova Scotia. And Quick-Wick
3: Fire Firestarters, the world's best fire starter. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuel the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Drivers,
6: start your engines!
4: Welcome back to the track. Live on Racetime Radio. Sirius XM 167.
1: Tell you what's on my
6: mind. It's butt cold out here, and I'm fresh
1: out of here. And welcome back to Race Time Radio. Man, I can't believe it. 2 hours just about in the books. But uh Junior, uh what a weekend. And wow, we we've only got more to look forward to. We got New Smyrna Speedway going to fire up next weekend. Uh Flow Racing is where you can find coverage from everything at New Smyrna Speedway. Uh flowracing.com. Uh check it out. And uh, you don't want to miss uh, the World Series of Asphalt Stock Car Racing. What did you say it was? Fifty-four years or fifty-one years, something like that. Um, fifty-six. I want to say fifty-six years. Fifty-six years. Uh, and keep your eye on New Smyrna Speedway's website, uh, their social media stuff. Um, Notice the other day, Ryan Post and more. Uh, there is more names being added every single day. Uh, to the driver lineup that you're going to be able to expect to see at the World Series of Asphalt Stucker Racing uh, as well. Volusia County Speedway uh, on the dirt. Uh, they have got a full program uh, of unbelievable dirt action. Um, you got Citrus County Speedway. There's everything. Everything is firing up uh, down south in Florida, Georgia, that all end. Uh, uh, things are all firing off there. And uh, we've we got lots to look forward to.
2: Um, An absolutely monstrous field of NASCAR wheel and tour type modifieds for Speed Weeks. Yes. Just yes. a monstrous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't go through and count, but there's got to be 34. There's got to be 35, something like that. Um, Just a a wicked, wicked car count for um, the NASCAR Tour Type Modifieds. A decent car count in the 602 mods as well. I think last year we've seen uh, upwards of 20 cars in that 602. We're going to see the same thing again uh, at New Smyrna uh, for their three nights uh, that they appear uh, through the week. Uh, as well, um, a a decent car count, a little bit light on the super late models. Uh, by the looks of it, we're going to have between 16 and 20 cars. That's um, what it towards, looks like right now. That's what it looks like right it now. Always T- grows, it always grows, though, does, right? It does. Towards the end of the week, uh, there's always a bunch of guys that throw their hat in the ring. Um, a couple of surprise notes. Uh, Eric Jones is uh, going to show up there. Is uh, it? he? He's a cup driver, uh, but with a whole lot less racing for the cup guys you got to think about it there's qualifying there's the duels and the 500 um but you know you you minus out that speed week or or sorry that shootout um the shootout practice that you see Uh, Down there as well. Uh, They're down there for a lot less time. Yes. um, You know, overall, as an aggregate. um, But uh, as well, in that Super Late Model Series, Ryan Priest, another cup guy, going to be in there as well. He'll be Um, in the sixth car, right? Yep. And then Derek Griffith. Um, you know he's of course multi-time champion there. Yes, but he's got you know a handful of races put together um, in the Xfinity series side, uh, as well as the Arca series side. So um, yeah, it's it's an incredible looking lineup uh, as well. Uh, Sammy Smith, who is a guy that we've seen you know uh, campaign last year with Gibbs uh, in the Arca series uh, East. Um, you're going to see him back behind the wheel of one of those Donnie Wilson number twenty two. Um, Super late models I wouldn't doubt Um, Augie Grill Will be back there He's not on the the entry list On anything Not yet Not Not yet Not yet When you look at uh, When you look at the uh, I figured that you would see him In the Florida Modified He's not on the list yet Um, But uh, Augie Grill Not on on the list As of yet But uh, uh, Wayne Smith Is going to be back Behind the wheel Of that Outlaw um, car Outlaw uh, You know The sportsman sportsman car Yeah Yeah. Um, And then uh, You know A decent a decent lineup of the uh, the the other stuff like the the bombers and the the vintage cars and stuff like that. Uh, always the you know ten to twenty cars in in all of those support divisions. But uh, uh, by the looks of it, the two classes that you're going to want to keep your eye on are going to be the NASCAR Tour Type Modifieds, as normal. And the pro late models. The pro late models has got a tremendous car count. Uh, by the looks of it, going to be about 26 cars to 30 cars. Um, and uh, over the last couple of years, it's been kind of the trend. Oh, yeah. I always look forward, Joe, to seeing uh, when, when I'm watching the new Smyrna Speedway
1: coverage. I always look forward to seeing, of course, uh, the who's who in super late model or pro late model racing will ascend on new Smyrna Speedway. They have, uh, l- like, Uh, With the pro-late models, it's a 25-lap feature, and then throughout the course of the week, they'll throw a 100-lap feature in, and that's when you'll see a bunch of guys show up. Uh, They'll come in for the big one. Same thing with the super-late models. Same thing with the modifieds. Um, But I always look forward to seeing uh, the local uh, New Smyrna Speedway Supers go up against the best that happen to roll in. Um. It, it, nothing is. It, it's really hard to beat a guy that runs at a specific racetrack all the time. Uh, been there, done that, knows the track, could run it blindfolded.
2: I think that was That, that was a long. That was a, a while back, though. Really, we haven't seen the, the local guys dominate in the super late model division no, no, in a number dominate, of years.
1: Not dominate. I didn't say dominate, but when they are at their racetrack and yep. they dominate, yep. to see them put together with the guys that come in from the touring sure. stuff, yep,
2: yep. Uh, they're always tough to beat when they're on local turf, right? Yep, yep. I think um, back to like when Wayne Anderson and those guys would put together efforts. Um, Boyd, and, 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 Boyd was yeah, another Boyd one. Was always there, and and uh, Joey Miller, and like there was a handful of like of specific guys, Anthony Sergi, and Sergi, um, yeah, you know a bunch of them. Uh, on the super late model side, Skinner is um, going to be tough. Oh, Skinner has got a driver from Quebec in in his car. One of them, uh, exactly. Right. Yeah, Jean Philippe Bergeron.
1: I wouldn't doubt Mike Skinner will
2: jump into the other car, the other five car, or at least he has in well, the past. So here's the only number five in in like registered. There's the fifty one, uh, which is. Uh, uh, John Philippe Bergeron, right. Um, but then the only other number five is Jerry Artuso. Jerry, Jerry so is Canadian now, guy. Jerry yep. is not typically the number five, is he? Yes, yes, he is. Is he always? He's been always the five? been the white but, number five? Yeah, b- but is he in Skinner's number five this yeah. year? Yeah, I well, don't know. That I'd, would be interesting because I don't see I don't see a, a you know a Jamie Skinner or a Mike Skinner registered to to run down there. So, um, will be interesting. I think we're going to see a bunch more cars lined up. Uh, than what is on this entry list um, always is. But uh, I could tell you, just with this entry list alone, don't add anything. It's a heck of a lineup. So, oh, yeah. Um, if it's, it's your first wild. trip ever to go down to New Smyrna Speedway and witness the World
1: Series of Asphalt Stock Car Racing, maybe your first time, uh, you never know who you're going to see at that short track. Uh, You've you got guys from Daytona that will be over there. Um, uh, like cup guys come rolling through. They're they're race fans too, right? Uh, so they get in there. Um, uh, you just never know who you're gonna see at those tracks. Uh, same thing at Volusia County on dirt. Uh, get out there, enjoy yourself, and uh, have a good time. Speed weeks in front of us. I can't wait. And uh, we will uh, we'll have the latest for you next week here on the show. Uh, but that's gonna do it for Junior and I tonight. at uh, in race time radio land, right here. Got to thank Susie Q for hooking us up with everybody. Got to thank Scotty back in Toronto, and uh, absolutely got to thank you for tuning in each and every Sunday night from seven to nine p.m. Eastern, right here live on Sirius XM channel one sixty-seven. Have a good one, everybody. We'll catch you next week, right here on Race Time Radio. Oh.